Welcome to the Mighty, dedicated to highlighting the best rants, musings, and commentary from Midas contributors. I'm Jordy, one of the co-founders of Midas Touch and Midas Media, the fastest growing pro-democracy media company in the world. New episodes of the podcast I do with my brothers will drop on Tuesday and Friday at 5 a.m. Eastern. But now, we'll make sure that we deliver new podcast content to you every day of the week with this new feature, The Mighty, on Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday. Now, for today's show, you may know him on TikTok as Duck Dad. Our first contributor, whose real name is James Killen, is a former conservative who realized all the conservative talking points he was fed are a big lie. Let's hear from James as he debunks all these right-wing myths. If you're a young conservative, I need you to stop what you're doing right now and listen to me. Don't brush me off. Don't get triggered and ignore me. Because 20 years ago, I was you. I was convinced the United States was being taken over by radicals, leftists, communists, and I couldn't see the force for the trees. I spent years of my life advocating for privatization to get the government out of the way of the free market, promoting the rugged individualism that professed you know, I'm more successful because I worked hard and, and I made better choices. What I realize now and what I hope you realize long before I did is the fight you think you're fighting is manufactured. It isn't real. You've been fed lies about our nation's history, our fiscal and monetary system, our education system, and our economic system. That's the reason why people on the left don't make any sense to you. It's because you aren't arguing with the same foundation of facts. You have been indoctrinated to believe America is something that it isn't. America is not ordained by God, it's not infallible, and it's not the country that every other country emulates. And no one's trying to destroy the United States either. The global economic ramifications alone make it an imperative that the United States is successful. Even on the world stage, countries like China and Iran need the United States economy. No one is trying to turn you into a subject of the United States government or the United Nations for that matter either. All of that is complete BS. The United States government, it's comprised of people just like us, from mail carriers to FBI agents, military, police, firefighters, teachers, a majority of our elected officials all the way to the top levels of administrations like the VA, Social Security Administration, and the Department of Education. All normal, everyday folks like me and you. Yes, some of them are more corrupt than others, but they're human. But they're literally, they're us. And I don't know about you, but in my experience as a civilian executive, as a military officer, as an individual who worked directly with cabinet secretaries and their staffs, and now as a small business owner, 99% of folks are less interested in trying to control the world than they are trying to keep their kids out of jail and away from heroin and meth. American conservatism is grounded in fear. And while you may fit one or all of these, they are the defining hallmarks of American conservatism. The fear that the Social Security that, that you've paid into isn't going to be there when you get older. The fear that the country that you've been told your entire life is the greatest country in the world actually has things that it needs to change or adapt so that we can grow and meet this century's challenges. The fear there's some global conspiracy trying to subjugate the American people or the education system is somehow indoctrinating your children to become radical socialists. And for some, it's the fear, conscious or subconscious, that the culture you're used to, the heterosexual Anglo-Saxon Christian culture, is being pushed to the side in favor of multiculturalism. And for some others, yes, it's a fear of the coming white minority in the United States. 
that fear inside you when you look at your bank or your retirement account or you think about your kids growing up in America that doesn't look like the one you grew up in, that has nothing to do with Democrats, minorities, immigrants, the LGBTQ plus community, or any other sociological factor. You've been told your entire life that everyone is an individual and that you alone are responsible for your success in life and, and that taking handouts from the government makes you a bad person or worse yet, it makes you weak or incapable or that pride you feel because you have a better health insurance plan than someone else. You know, those ideas are just wrong. The narrative you've been fed your whole life is just that. It's a narrative and it isn't true. Despite what charlatans like Glenn Beck and Hannity and Shapiro and Levin have told you for years, if not decades, you aren't in competition with your neighbor for scarce resources. If we're going to continue to thrive as a country, hell, as a species, we need to start working together and throw out this whole rugged individualism that might have been a badge of honor in 1815, but today it just looks selfish and unnecessary. And I'm not saying anything other than we need to work together, so don't strawman my words here. But seriously, think about it. Think about what this narrative has you believing. You'll, you'll eventually start to see how the titans of the early 20th century have us trained as laborers. Like why our school system is so bent on perfect attendance. Because that translates to a good worker. Why are we taught to never quit something that we don't like? Because as adults, we're conditioned to accept the fact that we're unhappy and get up and go to work anyway. Why do we want to keep the minimum wage low? Because it makes us feel good to say we earn $20 or $30 or more an hour. Ignoring that your CEO makes 350 times that. But at least you don't make minimum wage, right? You know, I used to rail against minimum wage, saying it meant minimum skill and people should just pull themselves up by their bootstraps and learn to make themselves more marketable to employers. Employers don't want minimum wage to rise because that cuts into their golden parachute. If minimum wage had kept up with worker productivity, minimum wage would be $27 an hour right now. Today in 2022, $27 an hour is a great job by all standards. But if you make $27 an hour today and we had kept up, you'd be making closer to 100. Your fight isn't about guns. It isn't about protecting the United States from communism or socialism. It isn't about preventing the LGBTQ community from sexualizing your children. And it isn't about an invasion of immigrants from our southern border. It's about power, and you aren't the one pulling the strings of power, primarily because you're too busy trying to get your kid to ball practice. You're cannon fodder for the folks who buy politicians and corrupt our system for their own personal gain. If you started a business and you were successful and you took care of your people who worked for you and you crushed it, you're amazing and I absolutely admire you. If you started a business, crushed your competition, squeezed out every competitor, and now account for almost 50% of the market and claim a net worth greater than the GDP of several countries on Earth? Eh, you're definitely on my list of horrible human beings. 60 years ago, the average CEO made 20 times what the lowest paid full-time worker made in the company. Today, it's 350 times. And before you think I'm demonizing the wealthy, I'm not. I'm demonizing the folks who created this system in the United States. The Rockefellers, the Carnegies, the J.P. Morgans, and the corrupt politicians who are all too eager to get theirs, knowing full well the rest of America is suffering under an unsustainable economic system. You've been lied to. You've been lied to your entire life, just like I was. Do Americans need to be productive? Yes, absolutely. We need to ensure our society has what it needs, and there is absolutely no possible way to ensure every American can live stress-free and in the lap of luxury. Are there going to be people who benefit more than others? Yes, absolutely. That's just the way it works. But should we have folks going bankrupt because their kid needs a bone marrow transplant? 
No. Should folks be sleeping under an overpass because they made a series of bad life decisions that only lend themselves to more bad life decisions? No, absolutely not. Should a single mom work in two jobs or three jobs like mine did in order to make sure her kids at least had ketchup sandwiches when they got home from school? No. Now let me flip that around. Should an oil company's sole purpose be to generate a profit for shareholders at the expense of every other American? No, absolutely not. Should a CEO who invented a new product or technology benefit from such a breakthrough? 100% absolutely. But should that benefit be accumulating more wealth than can be consumed in 10 lifetimes? It's ludicrous. Should a company be allowed to funnel obscene amounts of profit to politicians in order to ensure their interest are placed above the interest of the rest of the country? Hey, you fluff out here with that nonsense. Now, I hate to burst your bubble, conservatives, but you're fighting against your own best interest and the best interest of 320 million Americans in order to protect the accumulated wealth of a few million Americans who not only don't give two shits about you, they're going to be fine whether you prosper or not. Now let that sink in the next time you enter a voting booth and think you're saving America from the commies. Because you're not. Matter of fact, all you're doing is allowing billionaires and corrupt politicians to piss on your head and try to convince you it's raining. I'm James Killen, deconstructing my conservatism for Midas Touch. James Killen, everyone. Brilliant. Now, let's hear from Adrian Fontes on responsible gun ownership. Adrian is a Democrat running for Arizona Secretary of State. He's the former Maricopa County recorder. Adrian was in the military and was a marksmanship instructor while he served. In this epic commentary, Adrian explains how soldiers in the military have their use of firearms regulated and are required to train in order to use assault weapons. On the other hand, 18-year-old civilians can get assault weapons with no training. It makes no sense. Let's bring in Adrian. Hey everybody, Adrian Fontes here, Democrat running for Arizona Secretary of State, and I was a marksmanship instructor in the Marine Corps. I taught Marines how to shoot. Why is that important? Because I think there's a lot of people who don't understand what the Second Amendment actually means in context of the whole Constitution, right? Right. The confusion is I can just be a militia by myself, and a well-regulated militia just means what I want it to mean. That's not true. It's 100% not true. And I'm going to use this copy of the Constitution that the League of Women Voters gave me to show you why. Here's what the Second Amendment says. It's really easy. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of the free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. And everybody always says, oh, well, that's great. Well, what does militia mean? What does this mean? What does that mean? Well, guess what? Article 1, Section 8, Clause 15 and 16. Here's what a militia is. For those of you especially part of the fetishizing gun weapons kind of crowd, here's what it means. Congress shall have the power to call forth the militia, execute the laws of the union, suppress insurrections and repel invasions. The militia in the context of our constitution is enforcing the laws of the union. They work for the government, not against some tyrannical fantasy government that you guys are fetishizing against. That's not what it's supposed to. It says so right here. It also says that the Congress shall have the power to provide for organizing, arming, and disciplining the militia. That means you get your militia arms from the government. You don't buy them yourself. That's what the Constitution says. Then it goes on to say, and for governing such part of them as may be employed in the service of the United States, 
reserving to the states respectively appointment of officers. So it's a whole unit. There's discipline. There's they arm it. It's organized under Congress's rules, reserving to the states the appointment of the officers and the authority of training the militia according to the discipline prescribed by Congress. Congress provides the rules for the militia. Congress provides the arms for the militia. Congress calls up the militia. You don't just get to be a militia on your own. And if you look carefully at Heller, you can see that Scalia hedged in his free-for-all opinion. It is not a free-for-all. He hedged. He put just the right hedge in there because he knew that giving everybody a right to have any weapon they want is wrong. And why am I passionate about this? Why do I know about this? Not just because I'm running for Secretary of State and ran an election in Maricopa County, right here in Arizona, but because back when I was in Yuma as an active duty Marine, I was a marksmanship instructor. Digging through some stuff, I found this manual that I used to use, this giant thick manual that Marines use to train each other on how to fire weapons. I mean, look at this thing. This is what we had to teach Marines. It's a two-week course. Marines have to go through this every single year to be qualified to shoot with the with the with the M16A2 service rifle, which is like the AR-15. But an 18-year-old in the United States of America, an 18-year-old doesn't have to go through any of that training, can go grab an AR-15 and do damage like they've done and murder kids in classrooms like they've done, like they continue to do. It's it's crazy. You know, and when it comes down to it, sure, some of the Democrats have a little blame, Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema, but what about the Republicans like Ted Cruz that are out there blaming doors? What about all of the Republicans who are not standing up doing what their constituents want them to do in their own red states? The kind of regulation that we're talking about, universal background checks, banning assault weapons. These are all very, very popular. And none of the Republicans are backing any of that stuff. So you can go out there and say, oh, these two Democrats, it's all of the Republicans. They all need to get on board and do what the American public wants them to do. I'm Adrian Fontes. I'm running for Secretary of State in Arizona. And this Democrat is not going to go quietly into the night. We're going to fight and we're going to win. Thank you, Adrian. And thank you for listening to The Mighty on Midas Media. Make sure to subscribe to the Midas Touch podcast channel now and leave a five-star review. Check out new Midas Touch merch at store.midastouch.com. I'm Jordy. See you next time on The Mighty. Shout out to The Midas Mighty!